going to talk about uh, exceeding your limits. Amen. We all need to exceed our limits. Amen. Whatever it is that God is telling you to do, we need to do it quickly. And don't just do enough, but go over and beyond. Amen. Because there's great blessings in that. Hallelujah. So, Father, we do thank and praise you. We lift you up today. We love you and we exalt you, Father. Lord, we thank you for this day. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Now, Lord, I ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today. And, Lord, we just thank you for what you are doing in this hour, using us. But, Lord, we want to be healed in every single way, delivered and set free. And we give you all the honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen and praise God. Hallelujah. So we're going to talk about exceeding your limits. In other words, being a, a barrier breaker. In other words, if, if, <laughs> you know, if God has told you to do something, he's put it in your heart. Number one, you got to be sure it's of God. Be sure that God has told you to do what you are going or attempting to do. Amen. But Christians must fulfill their assignment. And this is part of your assignment to go beyond. You're, we are to do what God has called us to do, but go beyond our expectations. Amen. So we need to be barrier breakers. Amen. Now, a barrier is a boundary. You know, sometimes God will let you do a little bit. Then he said, but you better not do any more. Or he'll threaten you in your finances to say, well, you can give a hundred, but you better not give five hundred. Cause you know, you gotta worry about, he wants you to continue to worry about your bills or worry about your future. So when you are a barrier breaker, you go beyond the limits. You're pushing the limits because you want to get the maximum out of what God has promised. Amen. Doesn't everybody in here want the maximum? I don't want just a minimum. In fact, I'm tired of just having a little bit. But I want to go over and beyond exceedingly and abundantly above what all God has offered me. And as believers, we're entitled to go beyond our expectations. Amen. Beyond the limits. So if you go to Isaiah 54, amen. Verse 1 and 2, I think 1, let's see. I think I'll read 1. Yeah, I'll read 1 and 2 of Isaiah 54. And so when we go beyond the limits, we unleash, unleash heaven. Amen. The heavens unleash the heavens. We unleash heavenly blessings. Amen. By lengthening our cords of expectation, you unleash heavens, or I should say the heavens, or you unleash everything and then some that God has promised you. So in Isaiah 54, I'll start in one. It says, Sing, O barren, you who have not born, break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not labored with child. For more are the children of your desolate, of the desolate, than the children of the the married woman, saith the Lord. And it says in verse 2, it says, enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling 
and do not spare. When it says do not spare, that means do not doubt God. You know, don't let the devil come in and say, but you can't do that. Or God's not going to give you all of that. Or he doesn't want you to be rich. Or he doesn't want you to, you know, expect too much. You know, we, how can I put, we put God in a box where you expect him to do a little because we're so used to little. We're not used to abundance. But I'm telling you, this is the Amos 9.13 season, amen, where he says exceedingly and abundantly, amen. And so we're expecting so much more. If you're not expecting more, you should expect more. You must. And see, that means that we have to um, renew our minds in the word of God. You have to renew your mind so that your mind won't be locked in to... uh, Locked into a place where you don't expect God to come through for you or you're, you're expecting a trickle down. But we need to renew our minds so much so that we expect the heavens to break open. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the heavens breaking open. So it says, do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. That means strengthen your faith. Do anything that you need to do, but believe what God has said to you. It says, for you shall expand to the right and to the left. Now, this expansion is prosperity. It's you will prosper. Amen. It says you'll prosper to the left and to the right. You won't be in your, your confinement anymore. Are y'all here today? Amen. You understand what I'm saying to you. And so God is, is saying this. He's saying, I'll open the heavens up for you. It says, and make the desolate cities inhabited. So in other words, what's, what has it been will be. You know, if, if, if this, say for instance, you live in a coal miner's town and the coal mines have been shut down. God is saying, look, I'm going to open those things up and, and prosperity will come where there's been nothing. And that's happening in the natural right now. Amen. And so we have so much to, be thankful for because we believe that this country is in an Amos 9:13 position right now, Amen. And so we need to expect more because God has promised us so much more. And this is the thing about it: you don't have to go out and get a part-time job. All you have to do is just believe in what the Word of God is saying to you. So a, a barrier, breaking barriers, it's a, a boundary. It's somewhere that you go that you've never gone before, that you didn't dare to step out and go before, step out and 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 expect, but you will pull back because you'll think about the rent that's due or the house note or the credit cards, whatever it is, and you'll go back and say, well, maybe now's not a time for a car or now's not the time to do certain things. But if God has given you the green light, it's time. No matter what it looks like, it is time for your blessing. Amen. So we need to endure the pain of adversity. And that's what those voices are. Those are adverse voices that come to you and say, it's not time or God's not going to do it. You need to trust God. Put your best foot forward. Put your best faith forward, I should say, and endure the pain of adversity to pursue a goal. And why is this a goal? Because God has already promised these things to us. Amen. And we will face criticism and the pain of fulfilling 
your assignment. Because see, this is part of yours. Part of your assignment is to be pro- to prosper. That's part of your your. It's not just to go ye and preach the gospel. Or maybe if you're a fivefold ministry gift and God's given you some things to do. But as you do these things that God has called you to do, prosperity is in the works. And you should expect that. If God tells you to go and start a ministry or build uh, a church or build a school, he's going to give you the means to get that done. But you still, you have to work your faith to get it done. Amen. You must. I remember when uh, Oral Roberts built the city of faith and that's a a hospital where he uh, was adamant about the doctors laying hands on the patients, being spirit filled and believing the, the great physician for their healing. He was he was faced with so much adversity. And this is what I'm trying to say. You will have adversity. But what did he do? He built the city of faith. He built uh, ORU, the school, and I'm telling you, you know, you have schools like Harvard and all of these other schools that took years and, and old money to build, but he built a school that's still going strong, and I think this was in 1970 or somewhere around in there, but he still did it against all odds. He did it because he was a barrier breaker. He broke the mold, amen. Many, and many told him, especially with the city of hope or city of faith, many people told him, you can't do that. Nobody will come and work for you because people don't believe in that. But he, he had a hospital full of believing doctors that would lay hands on the sick and see them recover. So they used um, medicine and they also used the medicine of the word. And it worked for many, many years. And so you have to be a barrier breaker. You can't sit up and listen to those that tell you it can't be done because it can be done. If God put that in your spirit to get, to do it and he'll confirm it with signs and wonders, you know, with signs. He always confirm his word with signs. And when he get that straight with you, he will uh, make sure that you run into the right people to help that, that thing. Uh, when he was building the city of faith, there, there was, uh, a lot of architects that came to him and they offered their services. And so he just let God eliminate, eliminate, and he, he allowed God to add on his staff so that he was uh, sure that he was working with the right people and together with God and with uh, God putting the right people in his path he did the impossible and so we can all as believers and he didn't have any more faith than you and me in fact Oral Roberts was one of the ministers or uh, I should call him a God's general now but he was one of the ones that said he didn't have any faith for his money he lived in poverty remember because he didn't understand um, sowing and reaping the law of sowing and reaping and so he's already said that he was not the one to believe that God could bless you when you sow a seed for a need and so he quickly learned how to trust God in all of these things but will you face criticism yes you will will you hear hear people tell you you can't do that yes you will amen you'll hear people say all of these things the barrier breakers go where no one else has gone before. Amen. And you will. This is why the president faced so much criticism because he's going where nobody else has gone before. Amen. 
And someone even said, well, how are you going to open up all these plants? You know, what are you going to do? It can't be done. And he did it, and he did it quickly. Amen. And so you have to be a barrier breaker. You cannot let what people say stop you. Amen. If this is God, it's going to work, but you're going to have to put your faith in action. You're going to have to do a whole lot of stuff, but it will work in the end. So there will be those who try to stop you, but your enthusiasm must not quit. See, enthusiasm keeps you going and enthusi- your enthusiasm could put faith in, in other people so that they will support you. And so this is what happened with, with him. Other people supported his, his dream. So they will, they are, okay, barrier breakers are level-headed people. They're not easily distracted. Look, if you're distracted easily, you'll never be a barrier breaker. They're not fearful or spooked because they have this determination that can't be interrupted. Amen. In other words, barrier breakers are risk takers. If you're not a risk taker, you're not, you'll never go and exceed the limits that God has, has, uh, ordained for you to exceed. See, all of this is in the plan of God. He's already put it in his plan for you to do exceedingly and abundantly and receive those things too. And so you have to take some risk, you know, and uh, our president is a risk taker. He, you know, people talk about, well, he filed bankruptcy twice, so what? That's even harder to go from bankruptcy and go back and be higher than where you were. But they don't think about that. But that's how this works. And so you really have to put your faith out there when you've already hit hit rock bottom. I don't think he was rock bottom, but you know what I'm saying. And so you must take risk. You know, if you can because I look at it like this. When you take a risk, you don't have a whole lot riding on it because God is with you. So you're not really risking anything. The only thing you're risking is a few people saying, I told you so. But if you if you can't get over those naysayers, what else can you do? Amen. You just need to go and sit down right now because there will be those that tell you you cannot do uh, do certain things. In other words, you have to develop a barrier breakers, develop a high tolerance. Uh, I say a high risk tolerance where they just don't let these things get to them because they already know it is going to come with a high price. You have to be willing to pay that price. Amen. And I think anything that God lays on your heart is worth the risk. It has to be worth the risk. It must be worth somebody talking about you. It. Ha- I mean, you just have to step out of the boat. Step out of the boat. And a lot of people don't want to step out of the boat with their faith. Amen. Hallelujah. So you must take your faith uh, beyond where you have it now. And see, this is what brings joy to you, joy and expectation. When you're doing something that God has called you to do, it brings joy to your life. And especially when it works. So you have to be enthusiastic about what God has called you to do. You can't be discouraged, sad, mad. Because, see, those, those, let me see, how can I put it? Those spirits don't bring any uh, prosperity with it. 
In fact, that's a poverty mentality. Amen. That is a poverty mentality. So you must get excited about what God is doing. I don't care if you don't have anything. Be excited about what God is doing. Amen. So God, this is something that we should know. God created man to win, not to lose. He's created us to win. He's created nothing but winners. Why? Because we have the mind of Christ. If you have the mind of Christ, you're a winner already. Amen. Can you imagine how the world makes it? I look at it like this. If the world can become rich, do great things, build schools, build temples, do all of these things, and they don't have God, what can we do with God? There is nothing we cannot do. But it's, it's stepping out of the boat, making sure that God is with you, and trusting him through it all and not letting people who are negative um, sway you in what you do. Amen. But stay focused on the mission and not the trouble that surrounds the mission. You have to stay focused. And if you can stay focused, then you will win because God has created us to win. Think of it like this. He didn't create any losers. God doesn't create losers. Amen. Amen. So if we, if we, um, if we aren't a winner, it's because we limit God. We limit ourselves. We limit our expectations and what we, uh, think God can do in us. And I think that's the problem with most Christians. They don't think God will use them to do great things. So we limit what we can do or, or we limit our capabilities. That's what I'm trying to say. Are y'all here today? And, and so we, and when we limit our capabilities, we also limit God's ability in what he can do inside of us. Amen. And so we must ignore the, our outer surroundings and get focused on what God has called us to do. And see, not only has God called us to go ye and preach, this is what I'm saying about being a barrier breaker. You you go and you do the work of the ministry and you create. You do all because God, he wants more Christians to have businesses. He wants to bless us. He has the best for us. And so we shouldn't just narrow it down to doing a couple things and thinking we've done it all. There's so much more we can do. There's so much more God can do with us and for us. Don't you know he would rather bless a Christian than see all these heathens blessed? Amen. And so we need to step out of the boat and trust him to do all things. Do all things no matter what it is. Let's go to 1 John 5. Trust him in all things. Amen. And don't, uh, don't limit him. Don't limit what God can do. Keep him as your first, first person that's, you know, how can I say it? He's the one that's cheering for you. Know that God is the first person that's for you. And he is cheering for you. And he wants you to win. He wants you to overcome because he calls us overcomers because that's what we are. Remember, he created us to win and not to lose. First John 5, I'm sorry, I don't know if I said that. Verse 4. And it says, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory 
that has overcome the world, our faith. So in other words, our faith, your faith is what you need to bring victory into your life. Like stepping out of the boat, not being afraid to trust God, but because we don't really think God is a tangible force, which he is from time to time for some of us, but because we can't see God or walk up to him and shake his hand or something, we think he's not there and we think he's not our business partner. We think he's not our father. We think that he, we minimize him in our minds when we, we should maximize him. Amen. So God wants you to step out of the boat, step out of your confined space and start to trust him in some things. Even if you don't want to be a, a business person, this goes for anything, anything that you're expecting God to do. Step out of the boat of your expectation. I mean, of your step out of the boat of confinement and, and, and just go out and reach for more, whatever those promises are. You know that that uh, you know we're seed the seed of Abraham and heirs of the promise. So whatever the promises are that God has promised us, we need to lengthen our cords. We need to stretch, stretch, and touch them and pull them in with our faith. And that's how it's done. And so you know, break the barrier, come out of that confined space, that boat that you've been sailing in. Aren't you tired of doing the same thing over and over? Amen. Don't you want things to change? Some people are not sure of that. Amen. <laughs> but God will convince you, give him time. Give him time to convince you that all is good and he has the best for you. The best is yet to come. See, when we think of our Amos 9:13 season, we think it's just going to drop in our laps. But you got to believe for this. It's a it's a, a really it's a new way of thinking. We have to expect God to do what he says he's going to do, but you got to expect it. It's a new paradigm. It's a new way of thinking, a new way of living. And if you can't believe for it, tell God and, and, and he'll, you know what he's going to tell you to trust, trust him, get in your word. He's going to give you Romans 8, uh, 12 or two, you know, to, to get your mind renewed in the word and not think along the lines of the world, but don't become a part of the world and how they think. But go beyond what the world thinks. Because I'm telling you, God wants to bless his people. He wants you to be blessed. All he wants you to do is show him a little faith so that he'll have, and you can't show him faith and be mad at the same time. You can't show him faith and shut down what he's doing. Y'all know what I'm saying? But you have to keep keep hope alive. Y'all y'all got that? <laughs> Amen. Y'all working me again. Amen. So let's see. Did I read verse 4? 1 John 5, 4. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Are you born of God? Well, you have overcome the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Amen. Who is he who overcomes the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the son of God? Amen. And so we have overcome all of the obstacles, everything that the devil, and he's going to throw stuff. I think that's why we back off. We know we're going to have to fight with the devil. 
because he don't want you to have a, a biscuit, you know, or and sure enough, not the gravy to go with it. You know, he don't even want you to have that. But you're going to have to fight. But what we need to do is get used to fighting. Amen. If you get used to fighting, you'll get used to winning. Amen. You can't win without fighting. So step out. Launch out into the deep. And, you know, see what the water is like. Amen. You're going to be tempted to run back in. But kick yourself on out of, out there and trust God anyway. So over, we have over, already overcome the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. In other words, your faith is your victory. Amen. And like the Nike people say, just do it. Amen. Subdue. That word Nike means victory and it also means subdue. Amen. Subdue it because you, and it, you know what the Nike people say? You're a winner. You are a winner. So it's like this. If you use our tennis shoes and use all of our products, you're a winner. And so they got that right out of 1 John 5-4. So if the Nike people can grab a hold of it, the Christians sure must be able to grab a hold of it too. We must grab a hold of it. So our faith overcomes the world. See, your faith will overcome the naysayers that tell you, you can't do that. That's too expensive. You can't afford that. Amen. Well, you know, sometimes we do go get stuff we can't afford and we need to stay within our budget. But you know what I'm saying? When God has, (laughs) see, I felt (laughs) y'all, I'm going to go do that. Shoot. But, you know, I when God has ordained a thing and you've gotten your confirmation that this is what he, uh, he wants you to do, then you take your chances, even though you may get turned down. That just shouldn't stop you. Amen. Do you know how many banks probably turned the president down after his bankruptcy? Amen. We know a lady that went to the bank 14 or 15 times or whatever it was. And they all told her no, but she kept going. And finally, somebody told her yes. Now, see, that yes was out there all the time. But she had to go find that yes. Amen. And so you can't get distracted and get discouraged because of two or three no's. Now, I'm not going to say I'm the one that would have went that many times, but I learned something from her. I will be the person now because God can see the, the heart of the king is in the hand of God. So anybody that's in authority or has some type of power, their heart is in the hand of God. And if God tells them to give you a car, they got to give you a car. They got to give you a car. And it doesn't matter what they say. Go somebody else. There's so many car dealers around here. They have to obey God because his, because he turns the heart any way he wants them to turn. It's people, and I'm probably sure with good credit that's gone and, and got no's because they didn't need it. Or somewhere down the line, they were becoming too over, what's that word? What, over what? Yeah, too extended. Thank you, Chuck. They became too extended. So people with money have been told no, too. And so if they can get a no, we can get a yes. Not assuming that you don't have anything, but don't let your financial situation um, tell you, dictate. If God has said yes, then it's yes. Amen. Let's back up to John, First uh, John 4, 4. Just one page back. 
So if we fail, it's because we either limited God or we limited ourselves or other people told you it could. You can't do that or you shouldn't do that and we backed off. But if God has given you the green light, you must go forward. You must go forward. If you don't know what God is saying about your situation, get in your word. See, this is the thing. We can't do anything if we don't get in the word and find out what God has said about a certain situation. So you must get in the word even before you start this quest or whatever it is that you, we must know how God feels about it. Once we get God's assurance that he is with us, nothing else can stop us. Amen. So 1 John 4, 4 says, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. In other words, Christ in you to hope of glory has said that you can have whatsoever you say. Those people in the world cannot stop you. From getting what you need. Amen. Get it straight with God. You know, if you don't know how to do that, get in the, in the line, healing line and, and don't be afraid to tell somebody what's going on and get, get, and get prayer. Get somebody to agree with you. And once that's done, God will speak and then you'll know you go from there. But what you should do is just, you know, trust God and expect Him to bombard your thinking and your faith your expectation and start to expect better start to expect things to change i'm expecting change amen hallelujah barrier breakers are risk takers i think we said that but they also help and lead others to grow because, in other words, they set a pattern or an example for me and you. Because we'll look at their lives and say, well, if they can do it, we can do it. Amen. Because I knew them when they were in a two-bedroom apartment. And now they have this, you know, all of this. And so uh, uh, risk barrier breakers take risks, but they don't do it just for themselves. They do it for those who are watching. Now, let me tell you what people think, who they think they are. And then we find fault. But when people break the barriers, they're doing that to encourage us. Amen. And they, they set an example. And even if it's somebody who is not of God and are showing off or whatever it might be, I do like this. I say, if they, those heathens can have it, so can I. So they still set an example and a pattern for me. Amen. And so this is God is saying we are children of God. We're not the world. We're not the heathen. Expect more. Amen. Expect more. That's better than allowing your foot to slip when you see the wicked prospering, which can happen or almost happen. And so, you know, don't look at what they have. Look at it and say, if they can have it, so can I. And allow them to set up a pattern for you to go out and get better. Amen. Because your source is is God. See, our source is not our jobs. Our source is not the car dealership or the the banks. You know, our source is God. And if he says he's going to do something for you, he's going to do it. So trust him. Trust him and go beyond what you can see. Go beyond what you think. Go beyond what you expect and expect more. Amen. Hallelujah. 
So let's see. They release these people, Christians, I'm going to say, who go beyond um, their abilities and trust God. They release their faith unto us. In other words, they're not just doing something for them. They're pulling us along saying, come on, you can make it. You know, come on, because this is how I did this. And you can do it too. And so they're trying to set an example. They're setting a victory example, if I can say that. Amen. Because God loves all of us the same. There's no partiality in him. And if he does it for one Christian, he'll do it for another. Amen. So all we have to do is allow them to influence us by just doing it. So if if they step out of the boat, just do it. You can too. Amen. Because why? Because you have victory. Nike is victory. And that word also means to subdue. I don't know if I added that to conquest. In other words, you need to go and search some, search a matter out and find out if God is in it. And if he's in it, go on and, and trust him to do it. Now I'm not saying you won't have weary times because that uh, discouragement will hit you. But when you're a risk taker, when you're a barrier breaker, you know how to work with that and you know how to cast that stuff aside and say, no, I'm not going to be discouraged, you know, but I'm going to keep on going because God is with me. He'll open where one door shut, another door will open. Amen. Amen. So the world system says you can't do that, but the, the world system is against Christians anyway. Amen. See, the world wants us to fail. Everything is set up for us to fail. I'll give you an example. Like the credit card system. They want you to go and buy all of this stuff. Yeah, I'm guilty. Buy all of this stuff with credit cards. And then they want to make money off the interest because you're borrowing on it. And the interest is so high, a lot of times it exceeds what you spent. That's to me, that's a setup. So this is why I'm saying the world system is against Christians, because now back in in I think it was the the Old Testament, when you had more, like, say, for instance, a a farmer, because that's what they were back in the day. And you had more and there was somebody that wanted to come and borrow from you and they couldn't meet their payments or couldn't return or pay up. The word says for you to let them go. Let them relieve them from that, that, you know, what they owe. It's not, well, credit card companies. They're not going to do that. They plan their vacations on your interest. So you see how the, the world is kind of set up to defeat us? So what's the answer to do things God's way? Now, credit or debt is not a sin. But God wants us to keep it to a minimum. Because why? Because when you make a vow, you have to pay it. It's sin when you don't pay it. And so God is making a, he, but this is the other thing. God will make a way for you to pay your bills. He just will. Whether you, even if you went out there and spent too much and overextended yourself, if you get with God, he will still make a way for you to pay off that debt. You know, uh, you can call these people. And make arrangements with them. Amen. And I have heard of people just being relieved of their debt in this lifetime. Amen. And so if God is with you, he will cause these people to forgive your debt. If he doesn't want 
us to go that route. He'll make it possible for us to pay everything that we owe. So never give up on God. God is working in the scenes however we're working our business, I believe. But as long as you're dependent on him, calling on him when times get tough, he's going to show up because he'll never leave you stranded, even though we get ourselves in trouble. Now, the other thing is when we get ourselves in trouble, we think God's not going to help us. He will. He will still help us. So don't ever lose hope on God. Amen. And so he is the focal point of everything that we do. He must be the focal point. We should rely on him when times are good and when times are bad. Amen. So the world system will fail us. And not just Christians, the world the world system fails everybody. But especially us because we're winning. Especially us because we really don't need the world system. When we look God owes owns everything in this world. He owns everything. All He knows where all the diamonds and all the, the pearls. He knows where all this stuff is hidden. It's not hidden from him. And so he knows exactly where everything is. So if he has all of this wealth, he certainly has enough to give his children. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we don't need, we really don't need the world system. I know because it's a fallen system. And this is why I'm not trying to put the world down i'm just telling you what's biblical it's it's a fallen system god has already said this system will fail amen it will fail because of debt and we we but we cannot fail we won't fail amen so debt 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 is a limitation to all people amen but god will break the barriers and go exceedingly and beyond your spending and help you get debt free. He just will because that's what God does. Amen. Uh, is it fair? Well, it must be because this is what God does. Amen. So you can't really uh, compare, you know, what God is doing in your life. Just be thankful. Keep thanking him and expect him to change things. Amen. Let's go to Romans 8. Hallelujah. Romans 8. I'm expecting big things from God, and you should too. Amen. I'm expecting change. This is our Amos 9:13 season. How many of you believe that? Everybody in the house. Amen. In other words, he is just, he's blessing us because he wants to. Amen. So never think it's something because of what you did or didn't do. That's not what he's doing. He's blessing us because he promised that he would. Amos, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Romans 8, 27. So it says, now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the spirit is because he makes intercession for uh, the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for the good to those who love God and for those who are called according to his purpose. I don't think this is the one that I want. I wanted the one that says, in all things we're more than conquerors. Romans 8, 37. Oh, yeah, I thought I was in 37. 27. Sorry about that. Let me flip the page. 
Okay, 37. It says, yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who love us. Look, if God says that you're a conqueror, then that's exactly what you are. In other words, everyday life will not get you down. Why? Because he won't let it. He won't let it. Amen. You are more than a conqueror. In other words, you're over and above the, you know, the normal person. Uh, let's see, to conquer. This word conquer describes one, uh, who is super victorious, who wins more than a, an ordinary victory, but who is overpowering in achieving abundant victory. This is not the language of conceit, but it is the language of confidence. Christ's love conquered death, and his love will conquer anything that gets in the way. Amen. So, in other words, we're sure of what the word of God tells us. Why? Because of the great love of God for us. So, barrier breakers are conquerors. They're victorious and all things that set before them. Anything that's set in their way, they're going to go and exceed that. And that's the way you and me are. Are y'all hearing me? I mean, do you agree with that? Anything that, that the devil puts in your way? See, this is the thing that I, I want to get straight and make plain. Whenever God tells you, 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 you can have this or you can have that, or whenever you're in need of something, you have the devil's going to fight you for it. You have to fight back. You can't you can't let that shake you. Y'all understand? You have to continue to expect and fight for what God has already said. And not only did he already say it, he's already done it. You need to start saying it. This is how we we receive what God has for us. We start to speak it into existence. When you start to believe it, you will speak it. And so we have to trust in what God has already done. You start to say it, and it will materialize because that's your faith working. Amen? That is your faith working. Hallelujah. So God says that we are overcomers. We just read that. We are So we're not limited in our borders. So we need to expand. See, if you're, if you're here believing for a, um, how can I say it? A one bedroom push to a two. Are y'all up here? And so believe for more. Don't believe for just enough, but believe for more. Whatever it is. Or if you, um, I don't care what it is. Believe for more. I don't know your situation. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about all of us. Believe for more. Whatever it, you know, put, allow God to put that desire in your heart. Don't allow it. Now, I'm not talking about greed. I think it's something different with greed because when people come into greed, they already have. You can tell, and then they just want more and more and more. It's like you can't feel that thing you know because it's sin but when you're in need it's okay to believe for god's best if he was going to get you something small believe for something big and i'm talking to me too and so just start to believe for the more because god wants us to have the best for the best for his his people 
because we're his peculiar people. He calls us a royal priesthood and a holy nation. So if that's what we are, he has better for us. But we have to put our faith in action. Amen. If you're believing it, then you faith has a corresponding action. And that's, you know, go out and show God that you go go knocking on some doors or whatever it is that you need to do. And that's working your faith. And he will meet you somewhere on the road. Amen. You know, start to speak to the mountains that get in your way. Because there's going to be opposition. There's going to be stuff that make you feel down and make you feel like discouraged. But you have to fight that. You know, we, we have a inside a built-in, uh, how can I put this? A built-in fighter bomber on the inside of us that's the holy ghost and he will help us to fight down and shrink all of that discouragement so that we can come up with something new to tell the devil all you got to do is fight him with your mouth tell him "Uh uh-uh i'm I'm gonna have this and i tell you something you can let that work for you or against you because if the devil starts to get in your business when you start talking to him and saying no god said i could have this you're reinforcing that on the inside of yourself you're encouraging yourself and so we need to fight the devil i'm i'm thankful that god doesn't just hand stuff out on a silver platter because what's that doing for us on the inside you know, it's not building something solid and stable on the inside of us. So when times get tough, we need to go to God. And we need to lay ourselves on the altar and say, Father, help me. Or whatever it is that you need to do. Because, you know what, he'll show you how much he loves you. Because he'll always come through for us. He, uh, how else will you know that if you don't try it? And so I would suggest to anybody to... Uh, just let God know what you need and he will get it for you because you're his precious uh, earthen vessel. Amen. And you're a treasure to him. Let's go to Psalm 78. Hallelujah. Psalm 78. Verse 41. Let's see. And let's see if I can uh, set this up. It says, yes, again and again, they tempted God. This is talking about the children in the wilderness and how they never believed what God said. They were always struggling and angry and whatever. You know the story. And they never trusted God. So after so long, do you, do you know that God got tired of that? Amen. Hallelujah. But it says in 41, it says, yes, again and again, they tempted God. Notice it says again and again. That means a whole bunch of times <laughs> for a whole lot of years. <laughs> they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. You see that word limited? That means they didn't go out of their their realm of expectation. In fact, they didn't trust God. Now, God, what had God done? Everything. Parted the Red Sea, gave them food. They didn't want heavenly food. They wanted something tangible, so he, they, he gave them meat. 
he gave them whatever they asked for. But it says again and again, they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. And verse 42 says, they did not remember his power. In other words, all of those memorable things that they, those were miracles. I want the sea to open up at my front door. But they didn't remember it. (laughs) He says, they did not remember his power the day when he redeemed them from the enemy. Amen. They didn't remember anything that he had done that was out of the ordinary. Amen. Go over to verse 56. It says, yet they tempted and provoked the Most High God. Go down to 58. It says, for they provoked him to anger with their high places and moved him to jealousy with their graven images. So in other words, what they did is start worshiping and serving other gods. They start looking at the devil as being more powerful than their God that had opened the sea. And so they saw, see, these were not faith people. They were not, um, they were people who they had to see it like Thomas. They had to see it before they believed it. Amen. And then after they saw it, they still weren't satisfied. Well, I want to see something else. Well, I want to see something else. And so they tempted and tempted the Lord. And this is why they never came out of the wilderness. They saw the promised land from afar, but they never entered in. The Bible says they did not enter in because of unbelief, because of doubt, because they would not act on the word of God. Amen. They wouldn't trust that he was, he had their backs and he's saying step out into the deep and they wouldn't do it. They just didn't want to. In fact, they were, a re- and that's rebellion, because the Bible says they were a rebellious bunch of people. And so we don't want to fall into rebellion. Amen? Hallelujah. So they put God through the test to try and prove him, but still did not believe him. And so they grieved him. Amen? And they limited him. And when we limit God, that that's not good. Amen. So how do we break barriers by the words we speak and by setting goals? Just, you know, it's good to set goals. Get your pen and your paper out and say, you know what, by this time in a month, I will have wanted to go to, I don't know, whatever it is. I'll use myself. I, I will have gone and had three open houses or whatever it is, you know. And a stepping out to trust him more. Amen. If that's what he wants me to do, I'm willing to do it. You have to be willing to do whatever he wants you to do. Amen. And if it's not what he wants you to do, you have to be bold enough and honest enough to say, "Is I stepped out too quick. Because sometimes that happens. And if it does, just confess it to God and he'll close those doors until he wants them open. But see, you can work with God. He's gentle. He's not what people think mean. And, you know, these people in the wilderness, they thought he was a mean. I don't know how with everything he'd done. They were thirsty in the wilderness, in the desert. There's no water in the desert. 
And of course they were thirsty. And then God told Moses to, you know, that there was water in that rock. You know, the rock was really Jesus. There's water in the, in the Jesus, in the rock of Jesus. But when he hit the rock, amen. And so he, he had all of it. Listen, God has it all worked out. He had it all worked out for those people. He really did. But they just didn't trust him because they, they complained, murmuring and complained. I don't know how I got on this, but anyway. He had already, see that rock told me that he had already made provision for them so they wouldn't go thirsty. He, he knows that there's no water in the desert. So he had to come up with something. But see, what they were doing is looking at things in the natural. What are we going to do? There's no water here. But what did he do the last time when the enemy was behind them? Amen. So what did he do then? He came through for them. Amen. He came through for them in a big way. I mean, that would have just sold me. And then when the enemy tried to get through, swallowed them up. I would say that's a, a pretty good God to be and, be. and I'm glad I'm on his side. Amen. But was that enough for them? Nope. See, that's why it's good to stay in your word when you have something that you're expecting because it keeps you encouraged, uh, you know, and keep you in faith to bring that thing to pass. You have to have faith for it. Amen. So this is how we break barriers by speaking things forth and setting goals and going forward. Now, a goal is a mark. Amen. Are y'all here? I press toward the mark of the goal of the prize. And so this is what Paul did. He always, were, he set the goal or set that mark where he would not fail God but meet God's expectations. And that's another way to look at what we do. God is expecting us to get from point A to point B because he has everything mapped out. And so we need to expect God, we need to expect God to make good on something he has told us to do. How can this fail? It's really full, foolproof. Is that the word? Amen. And so this is why Paul pressed. He pressed. So barrier breakers press forward toward the goal. The goal is what God has told them to do. It's what they want to achieve. Amen. Because it's not just, see, this is the good thing about uh, working for God. It's not just doing what he wants you to do. Like we're intercessors and we pray. But there's also something good for you on the sidebar. So he has good things for you, your needs met. He has the things that you want. He doesn't just keep it limited to what you need, what you want, your upgrades, Everything that God had promotion, he has all of these things on the sidelines, just like a runner that's running. There's water on the sidelines. There's refreshments. There's towels. There's everything on the sideline to keep them running toward that goal. And so God makes provisions for his people, but we have to come out of the box and start to expect him to do more for us. Amen. We must give him our trust. It's time. Why? Because we're living in a season where he wants to do. 
and not only wants to do, he's commanded. He's commanded us to be blessed. He's already released it to his people. But you got to grab it with something. You got to grab it with faith. Amen. And expectation. God, here I am. I've been waiting so long. Here I am. I want that. And you grab, you reach out and you grab it. You know, I haven't had a blessing in so long or whatever it is. I've been praying for so long. But see, your, your, um, expectation is what's going to bring those things to you. You must trust what God is doing. Amen. Hallelujah. You must set a goal spiritually just like you set a goal financially, like you have a budget and you don't go over it and you your goal is to bring more money in, to pay off more bills. Any kind of goal that you set, you have to set a goal spiritually. You know, this time next year, I'm going to really be trusting God. I know my faith ain't that fantastic, but boy, oh, give me six months. I'm going to stay in that word, and I'm going to be ready for whatever God has for me. So you have to set a spiritual goal, too. Why? Because God wants us to. He wants us to believe what he's saying. Amen? Not allow yourself to become driven. Now, some people are just driven. You'll find a lot of people that don't know God, they become driven. I got to do this. I got to have that. I got to, got to, got to. And they continue to um, reach out and try to grab stuff that's, that God has not ordained for them to have. So I'm not saying be legalistic or driven, but what I'm saying is when you know that God has promised it to you, or look at it like this, what do you need? If you need it, God's already ordained it because he takes care. He takes good care of his children. So if he's ordained it, he wants you to have it, but he wants you to reach out. Amen. And expect these things, all of these things that comfort you on the sidelines. Expect to get those two, but get that main thing that you've been praying for. Amen. But he wants you to break the barrier and press. Press toward the mark. Philippians 3.14 says, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus. Amen. Because Jesus is our hope. Really, he's the only help that we're going to have. The real, only real help. Our hope and our faith is in you. Now, he does put people in our midst to help us. Don't get me wrong. But still, we should be, you know, trusting him and expecting him to do exceedingly and abundantly for us. And so there are things, some things we can take care of ourselves, for ourselves. But there are some things have to come from God. Amen. Me, I like to trust him for everything. I've learned to trust him for the small things and for the bigger things. Amen. Let's go to Colossians. Colossians 1. Let's see if I can do that. Wasn't planning on. <laughs> wasn't planning on uh, going there, but I want to go to Colossians. Let's see. I can find it. Okay, Colossians 1, verse 27. And it says here, uh, let's see. 
Is this the one I want? Yeah. It says, well, let's do 26. It says, the mystery which has been hidden from the ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints, and that's Christ in you, of course, the hope of glory. Verse 27 says, to them God willed, he willed, W-I-L-L-E-D, to make known what are the riches of the glory of his mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And verse 28 says, uh, Him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. And uh, this end I also labor, we got any laborers out there striving according to his working, which works in me mightily. So God is working in us mightily. That word working is an action word. It means power. Amen. It means energy. And so God is working in us mightily, giving us his energy to get things done. Amen. But you got to trust him. You have to start off with his trust. Barrier breakers press toward the mark and they trust God because they're not driven, but they, they use their faith. They're in faith. Amen. The, the riches of his glory. Amen. And that's been the mystery for so long. In other words, I'm saying that to say this. The mystery of his glory is Christ in you who is the hope. How can you fail? You can have whatsoever you say. You can have whatever God has ordained for you to have because you got the greatest commodity living inside of you. You have something inside of you that's more precious than gold and silver, and that's Christ in you. How can you fail? Why won't you stretch out? Why won't you stretch your faith? For the impossible, if you have something on the inside of you that's worth more than riches and more than gold. Christ in you. And that's the mystery that's been locked up for ages. We know it because we've experienced his presence on the inside of us. Amen. It's Christ in you. If Christ is in you, you can have anything that you say. Amen. You can write your own ticket. And that's what this is really saying. Amen. Everything is in Christ. Everything is by Christ, for Christ, in him. Everything is in him. He's in you. You just read it. So if he's in you, then why aren't we reaching for more? Like Paul, why why aren't we stretching? Amen. Why aren't we? And I know nobody in here is destitute, but I'm saying go further. And see what it's, you know, you ever been fishing? I hate fishing. I never want to go fishing. I, I would go because I was <laughs> commanded to go. And I stayed away from the line, the fish, the hook. I just didn't like it. But um, my husband would always want to get a bigger fish. So what did he do? And I watched him, and I didn't know why I was watching, but when I got born again, I knew I understood it. He would take that thing and he would throw it further. And he would bring back in the bigger fish because he launched out further out into the deep. And so he 
had this uh, understanding that if he used more force and used a longer line and threw out further, he would catch something bigger. So all he did was stretch his faith to believe big so he wouldn't have to be stingy with his fish because I didn't want any. But those kids love fish. And so he wanted a bigger fish, more fish. Then he'd get on the phone and call everybody. So you got to have a lot of fish. And so he would cast his line out further for the bigger fish. Amen. And so this is all we're doing. We're seeing what's going to come back on that line. And it won't be an old rubber boot. Trust me. Amen. God don't do duds. He give you the real thing. So something, when you cast your faith out there, something better is going to, you're going to pull in something bigger and better. Not an old rubber boot. I don't know where that came from. I don't know. Hallelujah. Let's go to 1 Corinthians. I think this is the last scripture. 1 Corinthians 15. Yeah, you want to you want to put your faith out there for something big. Amen. I mean, you know, God is something to learn about God in everything. Everything. Sometimes you don't think it. And I didn't either in past years. But you know how it is when you get older, you appreciate more. I say that's why he, you know, and plus, plus, I like that uh, outdoorsman's channel where they fish. I think it's the Discovery Channel where they uh on the boats and they catch all of this stuff. And I just like that. And they and they have this contest where they throw out to get the, who who's going to get the bigger fish and then they weigh the fish. And they have prizes like big cash prizes. And so I noticed the men that go out further and then some men have have uh, investigated the area where they found out where the big fish were to school and where they live. And so they go and they even swim out and, and you know, do whatever they do to try to bait the bigger fish. But I noticed the bigger fish come from those that's just using their faith and just casting out. And then they got men out there in the water with these rubber suits on. But you have to use your faith. I see for whatever you, whatever you get involved in in this life, it's going to take some faith. Amen. But when you use your faith, you will not pull back something that you don't want. Christ is our victory. And anyone can be a barrier breaker. It doesn't matter what what category it doesn't have to be a certain thing it can be anything but if god has told you you can have it grab you know reach out for better even more and bigger uh first corinthians 15 i think 57 i think it's a familiar scripture first and it says therefore my beloved brethren oh i'm sorry it says but thanks be to god who gives us the victory there's that word victory through our lord and savior jesus christ so you see your victory no matter what it is what it's for i don't care if it's for a pair of shoes your victory is in jesus christ because i just read that Amen. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, be immovable, 
always abounding in the work of the Lord. See, if you get involved with what God is doing and do his work, knowing that it says knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord, in the Lord. If you're you're doing in the Lord, if you're working in the Lord, if you're doing the best that you know how, serving God, he will not turn you down. He just doesn't do that. Amen. Thanks be to God. Give him thanks. Your thanks go to God. Give him thanks because we have victory through Jesus Christ. Every victory is won through him. Healing is is through him. Prosperity is through him. Uh, reconciliation is through him. Whatever it is, it comes through him. Amen. And thank God it does because he loves us so much. Okay, so therefore be steadfast, be immovable. What does that mean? Don't get down, don't don't quit, don't stop because you don't see it in two days or in two weeks or in two months or maybe in two years. But you keep going because only those that don't quit are those that win. Amen. Well, how long am I supposed to wait and until it comes until it comes and not be like the children in the wilderness murmuring and complaining but do everything that you know to do you know sometimes i'm just this is just me i found it easier just to go and have a heart to heart with god god now am i is this coming from you am i waiting in in vain or you know Tell me what to do. I mean, you'd be surprised what you found out about you when you go. <laughs> this is why we don't like to go. Amen. But I look at it like this. See, when I was younger, it was different. But I look at it now. Thank God he's telling me what I'm doing wrong so I can get it right. Amen. And I can repent and get things right and and feel like I'm accomplishing or I'm taking ground. I'm not standing still, but I'm taking ground with every step that I take. And I'm getting somewhere because I'm feeling better, looking brighter. I'm happy. See, when you do things God's way, these things come upon you. And you know that you know that you know that you're going to receive whatever it is that God has for you. So hang in there and don't quit. Amen. Amen. We're not talking about being driven or being perfectionist, but we're talking about just obeying God and trusting him. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't change with every wind and wave of doctrine. See, barrier breakers don't change. They stay fixed and solid. Didn't we read something in 58 that says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of God, knowing Knowing that your labor is not in vain. You got to believe that God is going to come through for you. And your labor is not in vain. What you're going through is not. Look, when you receive what God has for you, you will forget. Just like a woman that delivers, forgets that pain. Now they say right away, that ain't true. <laughs> that ain't true. But in a couple days... You forget what you went through. Amen. In fact, you can't believe that you've been there and now you at home saying, can somebody come help me feed him? 
you know, Lil Johnny or whatever his name is. But the what you go through is never worse than what you receive. Amen. It's never worse. It's always better. In fact, it cannot compare. And so a barrier breaker, their values remain the same. Amen. They they keep um, a priority and a, let me see, what can I say? In, integrity. They keep that integrity. I don't want to use that word excellence, but it's kind of like an excellence in in their walk with God and in their obedience to God. But they stay sure-footed, I'll say that, where they don't allow the enemy to attack them to the point where they're just depleted. They go and get nourishment, you know, from God so that they continue to stand and not get unstable like the like a, a man that a double-minded man they don't allow double-mindedness to set in on them if they get some type of outside um confusion they're they're so sure-footed in god they don't pay attention to it it's just like runners i would imagine when it rains they run through that rainstorm until it stops and by the time they they're still running they're dry they don't allow rainstorms to stop them they don't stop they continue to press and so what we have to do when we come up against some things that may challenge us we cannot look and think that god's not going to do it he's still nothing's changed he's the same god yesterday today and forever he has not changed the promise is the same we change because of the outside environment that poses a threat to us when it really shouldn't because the environment does have not have any say on what you do or what you believe amen so their priorities are God-given so they walk in that high calling like me and you, right? And they have integrity in God. And they are not distracted by momentary problems because, you know, these problems are just for a moment. Amen. They're not permanent. Amen. They're not permanent. Problems aren't permanent anyway. And so they, they, barrier breakers love truth. They want to hear what God is saying. And so at the end of the race, you see, do you ever notice how some people feel like, seem like they're energized and you wonder, well, what are they doing now? They were dragging to the ground and they were sweating, but now they're at the finish line doing like this. It's because they've received something from God. They received this rejuvenation from Him because they're steady. Uh, receiving from him. Look, when you're out there in that race and you're obeying God and things don't look like it's going to work out the way you want them to work out, you got to stay in the race. Amen. Amen. God exceeds limits all the time. You can't stay. Get. I don't care if you stop and get tired on the, on the sidelines. You can say that you got out there and you got in the race. But don't stay, don't, don't stay in your cocoon just wandering and, you know, it's time to break forth. See, I said all of that. It's time to break forth. Amen. Hallelujah. It's time to trust God with what, this is not something you just conjured up. 
this is something God promised you. And if it, it's not a promise, if, if it's a minor, a more minor thing, this is something that God says, I'll provide for you because it's God's job to provide for his children like any good father would do. So we need to learn how to run this race. We need to learn how to be barrier breakers, lifting our cords, expect more from God. This is our Amos 9:13 season. Amen. Praise God. I'm going to stop. Father, we do thank and praise you for your word and we lift you up. We bless you, Father. And we we just love you, Lord. And we just thank you and we give you all the honor and glory. We thank you for your promises. We know that every promise is yes and amen, that God does not tell his children no. But, Father, we know that we must strive for more, that we must trust you and trust your word and trust what you're doing in on the inside of us, blessing us and giving us everything that pertains to life and godliness. We thank you, Father, that you cannot doubt us, that you we cannot doubt you. And so, Father, we repent for doubt and unbelief. We repent for double-mindedness. Father, we repent for quitting when we should go forward. And, Lord, we thank you because we know what you're going to do for us, that your word is good and we don't have to ask you for a sign because we already know the sign. Amen. And the sign is go. You have not said stop. You have said go. And we thank you for for Jesus who is on the inside of us, who is praying for us forever, making intercession for us. We have the best intercessor that you could have. We have a good God who loves his children, and there is no reason why we should doubt you. And so, Father, we repent. We thank you. And we will just start over expecting what you have already promised us, and we give you all the honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen.